Firstly, coming here tonight, beautiful hot evening, hot standing here, wonderful night, all that, means a lot to you, I hope, for being here, part of this movement, but it also means an awful lot to people in Gaza, the West Bank, in Lebanon, in Syria, in Iran, in Iraq, that there are thousands and thousands of people in this country who absolutely and totally disagree with the British policy in Iraq, what happened at the G8, or our proposed nuclear rearmament in the name of peace. We are the voice for peace in this country and around the world. Why the demonstrations that we're organising this week, the vigil tomorrow evening, the demonstration the weekend and all the others, it's very, very important we're at them because the television images, if people are able to receive those images in Lebanon and Gaza, are very, very important indeed that they don't feel alone. I occasionally get emails from people in Gaza on the few moments that they've got access to a computer and the few moments that they've got access to electricity. And they just say to me, please do whatever you can, raise it wherever you can. The situation here is desperate. It's desperate in Iraq, it's desperate in Gaza. It's desperate because of, essentially, the policy of the Project for a New American Century that's been followed for the past five years. Essentially, that policy, which has led us into the invasion of Afghanistan, the invasion of Iraq, and the expenditure of, I think I'm right in saying, $2 billion a year on Israeli security by the USA. That is where this policy has led us to. It's led us to all those debts, it's led us to all that destruction, it's led us to all that war profiteering in Afghanistan and Iraq, and it's led us to what is no more and no less than state terrorism in Gaza by the State of Israel against the people. anything less. When the occupying power destroys the water supply, destroys the power station, prevents food getting through, prevents people getting out, kills children on the beach, and then to make sure that nobody gets any rest at all, lets off supersonic booms all night and all day to prevent anyone getting any rest and making sure they're totally traumatised by it. I've been many times in Gaza. My last visit, I was talking to people there from the mental health campaign in Gaza who told me they thought 75% of the population suffered from serious depression as a result of their lives and their occupation. It's not just last year, the year before, or the year before that. It's been 50 years of living in this degree of misery in Gaza. Is it surprising people are angry? Is it surprising that things want to change? And then, we look back over the last few weeks, very interesting set of circumstances. The people of Palestine took part in two democratic elections. They elected a president. I was there when they elected the president. Absolutely clear and clean election. Nobody doubted that election. They elected a parliament. Again, clear and clean election. Nobody doubted that election. The problem is, the US and the West didn't like the results of that election. That was the problem. government was trying to move forward, what happened? Soldiers on active military service were abducted. As a result of that, the bombardment took place. And now, the bombing and the occupation of Lebanon has taken place. 
Israel can't pretend it's some kind of proportionate act. It's not. The conflict is not equal. You have the world's third largest exporter of arms bombing the poorest and most miserable people in the whole region in order to demonstrate their superiority. What's going on in Lebanon now? The destruction again of a power station, of water supplies, of the airports, of the ports, of the roads, the killing of civilians, and interestingly now, bombing just on the border with Syria. Why the border with Syria, I ask myself, other than an act of provocation in order to provide an excuse for the Israeli military to go and bomb in Syria, just as the media are egging them on to go and bomb in Iran. These are very, very dangerous times indeed. A conflagration of the whole region with nuclear arms involved is what is the danger at the present time. That is why we have to demand action by the West. And the West can do something about it. The $2 billion a year that are paid by the US to Israel, if that was stopped, there'd be no arms, there would be no support, there would be total isolation for the military activities of Israel. The EU trade agreement includes within it human rights provisions. Why aren't they being activated? Israel is clearly in breach of those. They should be activated to show that isolation. But above all, I think we're here tonight to express our solidarity with all those people all over the region who are demanding peace through justice. Indeed, including very brave people in Israel who are marching tonight to demand a ceasefire and demand an end to the